Ron Hines is a popular folk singer-songwriter from St. John's, Newfoundland. He has received numerous music industry awards, most notably a seven-time East Coast Music Awards winner and past Juno and Canadian Country Music Awards nominee. Hines' songs have been covered worldwide by over 100 artists, including Emmylou Harris, Valdi and Christy Moore. This tribute to Terry Sashuk is on his latest album, Stealing Genius. The song was inspired by his good friend and fellow Newfoundlander, Randall Maggs, who is author of Night Work, The Sawchuk Poems. This hockey saga won the 2010 Cobbser Literary Award, sponsored by the Tereshevchenko Foundation. The Cobbser Award recognizes outstanding contribution to Canadian literary arts through an author's representation of a Ukrainian-Canadian theme with literary merit. Night Work, the Sawchuk Poems, recounts the personal and public life of Terry Sawchuk, premier goalie in the era of the original Six National Hockey League. Sawchuk was a Ukrainian boy from Winnipeg who made good, and many Canadians proud, whether of Ukrainian extraction or not, whether hockey fans or not. Randall Maggs is a poet, editor, and retired professor of literature at Memorial University in St. John's. We spoke by phone from his home in Newfoundland shortly after he received the Cobbsar Award. Hello, Randall, and thanks for joining us. Congratulations on this wonderful award. Oh, thank you so much. It, uh, it, it, was, it was great to me. Uh, it, it's a nice, it's a lucrative money award, but I'll tell you, the thing I really prize is the, the small statue of the Kobzar. I mean, the money will get spent, but that, mm-hmm. that statue, Leo Moles, it's a miniature of, uh, of the Kobzar. That, that really meant something to me, and what a time I had getting on the airplane. Oh, oh, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't leaving it in my suitcase, I'll tell you that. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So was the award a surprise to you? Yes, it was. Uh, there was one person of the four that I thought was a shoe in for it. So, yes, it, w- it was a surprise, very pleasant surprise, but uh, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> now, what inspired you to write this book about Terry Sachuk? Well, I, I had uh, played a good part of my hockey in Winnipeg. Of course, that's where Terry's from. Right. So, from the same rinks as him, up in the north end of Winnipeg, we go up and play against a lot of these, uh, a lot of the teams. And Elmwood, I think, was uh, or East Kildona would have been uh, the area where he grew up. And uh, so we just, we just always knew about him. And uh, and I kind of got away from the game for a while. I just, you always knew there was something at the end of his career that never got properly explained. And uh, that kind of, you know, that back my mind for years. And then I guess it was. Oh, God. I stopped watching hockey when the 16 League folded up, and it wasn't until in the 1990s. My, my son got me interested in it again. I'd always watched the International, and I was doing a reading out in Saskatoon, uh, staying with a friend in Allen, uh, Saskatchewan, and on, and on the way into Saskatoon to do the reading, we went by uh, the, the small town of Floral, uh, which is the most famous birthplace of any hockey player in the history of the game. That's Gordy Howe's birthplace, ah. and I saw the name up on the grain elevator, and it just it was it just kind of hit me right between the eyes like a crowbar, and it just kind of took me back into my past, and it it sort of was born out of that. Okay, and then you've got a hockey background. You said you watched hockey, but you also played hockey. Yes, I, I did. Yes, I played. Well, up to, I played the junior, you know, but I I didn't have the kind of skills you need. To to, to break break into the 16 league, I'm not sure if I even had the nature for it. My brother played professionally, 
uh, he was five years younger than I am, and uh, he came up and played uh, 12 years in the NHL and WHA. So we're, we're a hockey family, for sure. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So this is um, a book of poems, that, which makes sense because you're a poet and a literature prof. The poetry is, is pretty gritty, though, but it's a short form of writing, uh, and that fits with the abbreviated sort of communications now that we're becoming used to uh, with the Internet. But um, I'm a writer myself, and I know that easy and fast to read is often the very opposite to write. So how long did it take you to write this book? Well, you know, I, it, I, I had a lot of other things going at the same time. I spent a lot of time in Ireland, and I, I was putting together with a colleague from here and another from Ireland two anthologies in that period. So I had a lot of other projects on, but I, I really spent 10 years Wow. Uh, on that, off and on, uh, working out of the Hall of Fame, and it was, it, you know, it was a project I never tired of. It was my refuge, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I talked to a lot of people. It was just the kind of thing that you couldn't rush. I needed to talk to a lot of people. What I was trying to do was, you know, Terry had a reputation uh, for being sullen and surly and hostile with fans and with his his own teammates, and there's an element of truth in that. But I, I wanted to give him a chance to speak for himself. So I, I, what I just did was try to see his side of the story. It takes time, you know, to, to absorb enough details and to reach a, a, a person to the point where you feel some sort of confidence doing that. Right. So 10 years, pretty much, uh, was the period that I spent on it. Now, um, for those who aren't m- maybe familiar with hockey um, and or, or, or ter- just maybe know the name Terry, but when did he die? Terry died in 1970. He was uh, 40 years old. He was still actively playing. He was on the New York Rangers roster. So, you know, one of the titles I toyed around with was the the long career and short life of Terry Sargent. He was mm-hmm. a hockey player all his life. Mm-hmm. And it was always kind of a mystery as to how he had died. He'd been involved in a scrap with one of his, uh, well, actually a roommate, uh, a teammate at the same time. But, but my book doesn't deal with that because I wasn't really interested in what happened to at the end of Terry's life, I was more concerned with why it happened, and that put the focus for me squarely on what life was like as a goaltender in the mm-hmm. NHL in the 16 league in the 50s, you know, mm-hmm. 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. What, um, so where did you get um, a, a lot of your material? Well, I read a lot, of course, and I, I knew a lot. Uh, well, I'd forgotten that I knew it, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I read a lot. My brother was a great source. For me, I mean, I know the game of hockey, but I didn't know the professional game. And my brother is very quiet, uh, very observant kind of person, and he was able to provide me with the, like the kinds of things guys would or wouldn't talk about on the bus, for example. You mm-hmm. know. And then I interviewed. Uh, I spent a lot of time talking to players from that period and referees from that period and fans from that period. Uh, you know, I must have talked to uh, forty or fifty of the players from. From, from Terry's day. And I just, I had it all in my head. I just carried this around in my head and then I just started writing the poems. They, they came out one at a time without any particular idea of organization. It just kind of spilled out of me and wow. I, I got very close to him, I think. I hope I did. <laughs> neat, neat. Now, what influence do you think that Terry's Ukrainian background had on his professional success uh, and or the tragic aspects of his personal life? Well, you know, I'm sure that it did. I mean, it's always, you hate to be presumptuous and say, well, I understood this about his life. I'm sure that it did. I think, you know, just in being an immigrant, living in, like they lived in the North End, which would have been one of the poorer parts of the city. I mean, 
you could be Jewish, you could be, you know, any ge- any generation. If you come out of the poorer part of town, and any immigrant's going to do that, you right. know, I, I think that that was a problem with with him for, to some extent. I mean, he was a very proud guy, so it would have affected him in that way. I don't know whether you know the stereotype of of the of the doer slab. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. But I mean, he was he was a, a, a man who who seemed to be unhappy so much of the time. Uh, he lost a brother. His brother was 18 when he died. Terry oh. was 11. That's got nothing to do with where you come from. Right. Uh, his mother, that was the second son, his mother lost, and she kind of withdrew from, yeah. from Terry at that point. So, you know, yeah. again, that's something I think that shaped his personality. It's got nothing to do right. with, with his Ukrainian background. Right. In the West, all of us were brought up to keep things inside, keep things to yourself. Is that Ukrainian or is that Western? Is that Presbyterian? Right. You know, I'm sure that his Ukrainianness shaped his personality, obviously, in mm-hmm. his character. But I, I, I just think it was broader than that. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not of Ukrainian background yourself. You did no. say earlier that you're um, second-generation Canadian, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm kind of a mixture. We're Swedish and Irish and, and West Country <laughs> English, which is which is Celtic, you know. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I understand that 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 whole thing as well. Sure. But, you know, it seemed to me that people in Western Canada, you know, were are used to new new Canadians. You come to Newfoundland, my God, it's, you. I've been in Newfoundland thirty two years. It's still you're you're from away. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's, an, it's an older culture. Interesting. But it seemed to me that the West was was more open, but um, you mm-hmm. know, on the other hand, I mean. Uh, Margaret Lawrence wrote a wonderful novel, uh, A Jest of God, that deals with the, 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 I don't know if you know that book, but it deals with a Ukrainian person and the kind of situation that he was in. And it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It, it, there was a, there was a sense of that discrimination, absolutely for mm-hmm. sure. And I think that maybe Terry felt that, you know. Mm. Now you're, um, in, you've been in Newfoundland for 32 years. You played hockey in Winnipeg, but you're actually a Vancouver boy. Yes, well, that's right. Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, it, my dad was Air Force, Canadian Air Force, so I've lived right across this country, and uh, I, I consider myself a Canadian rather than a Newfoundlander or a British Columbian. Mm-hmm. I think the only province I haven't lived in is, is PEI. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I think I try to hold the whole country in, in my head, and it's mm-hmm. a, a marvelous place to be. Absolutely. And it was certainly a great place to be last month. Yeah, no kidding, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, it was yeah. great to be here in Vancouver too last month. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now you still hold Vancouver though, kind of as home. Yes, I do. Uh, I won't come back there. Uh, the west coast of Newfoundland is my home now. My ashes go down this river that I'm looking at right now, out through the window. But it it still feels like home, you know, when I go back there, and and maybe the prairie even more. I mean, Vancouver changed so much uh, since I was a kid. I'm, I'm quite partial to the island. Still, mm-hmm. But uh, I go back on the prairie. I, I was back in Winnipeg. We, you know, I wanted to. I launched this book at the Hockey Hall of Fame, but I wanted to go right away to Winnipeg to launch it with the Ukrainian community. And so we went in and 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 did a launch there. And you know, Winnipeg has not changed that much. It's uh, it's almost kind of like in a time warp. The house <laughs> is there. The garage was there. <laughs> almost, isn't it? Well, the rink was there where we used to play. It was quite wonderful in a way, you know. And like, Billy Mosiankel's bowling lane is there. Ellie is there too, right? <laughs> absolutely. No, I. it was just great to be back there. Very moving, moving experience, mm-hmm. that whole thing. So the Cubs mm-hmm. are, the Cubs are, 
just kind of flowed out of that, and which is why I think I've been so moved by the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thanks so much for uh, for for speaking with us, and congratulations again on your award. So nice and to talk to you, Pauline. It was wonderful. Thank yeah. you, and congratulations again. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. And I was speaking with Randall Maggs, the recipient of the 2010 Cobbser Literary Award for his acclaimed hockey saga, Nightwork, the Sawchuk Poems. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.